Doctor Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts. This is Phil Moran's podcast. It's superhero podcast. We've been following, as you may have known, if you've been following us. Superhero films as they've been coming out this year, and tonight's film is Doctor Strange. I'm joined by Scott Adair Hello. and Richard Drum. Good eve. And I'm Paul Farron, and I'd like to open the floor to Richard, who... Oh, yes. The only person who's seen it in 2D. And I regret my decision. I think there was definitely moments where the, like the mirror dimension stuff, that looked like it was designed for 3D and IMAX, and I wish I'd seen it that way now. It looked like it was the right kind of 3D effect, whereby it wasn't going to be in your face, but it was sort of a subtle use of the frame that would actually, you know, work. But alas, so, you know, regale me how good it was, both of you. <clears throat> well, Scott, you've seen it in 3D, but you haven't seen it in 2D. I've seen it in 3D IMAX, actually. Uh, I saw it last night, so it's all pretty fresh in the memory. I think, like, what the director came out and said, it was, it was better to see it in 3D or 3D IMAX. Pretty much on the basis of a colour palette and the sort of interdimensional um, kind of scene setups, if you know what I mean. Mm. I just, uh, the mirror dimension I thought was brilliant. In IMAX, everything was just so vivid. Uh, when he goes and travels through the multiverse, when he first, uh, when he first kind of is introduced to that, that world. Um, I think that was my favourite sequence, was when he was gets... so trippy, so trippy. And so faithful to some of the, de- the Steve Ditko madness His from the 1960s. sort of vision for that, yeah. Because that first trailer was just sort of Inception. It was all this grey and glass. And then we're like, this is not Doctor Strange. That was Doctor Strange. It's just the weird hypercolour. Yeah, and that was only that scene. And the, just to recap the plot, Doctor Strange. <laughs> and uh, vain, spoilers, by the way. Vain uh, doctor, <laughs> surgeon type, who only will uh, do it for his own kind of... Uh, what career motivations? He's Tony Stark, but a doctor, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, breaks up his hands in a car crash, goes seeking for the cure, goes to... Anyone can remember the name of the place? Tom Rouge. Uh, <laughs> Tam... Ta... Tara... Something... <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's a midge in there somewhere. Um, Tara Midge or... Tara Mesh. No, it wasn't Tara Mesh. Tara Mush. Okay, Ta- Tamar, goes to Tamar India. Tamar Maj, I think, <laughs> yeah. is what it's called. Ta- very good. It's not so fresh in the memory. Anyone else know any better? Let us know. <laughs> and, uh, of course, ends up on a, a classic kind of uh, mentor-pupil journey. Mm-hmm. Would you say did it do? It didn't do anything different with that. It was That's probably my biggest complaint about the movie is that it's, it feels like a bog-standard kind of phase one Marvel movie. It's just, it hits all the same points. It's something that groundbreaking about it. like it was fun but it didn't do anything amazingly astoundingly original well it did one interesting thing in that it was trying to get the plot and the uh, the kind of origin story running at the same pace hmm. so in a in a in structurally unusual for a film like this the uh, the big moment for Strange to have to face into a journey journey as in like who he is as Strange was happened very late in the film that's true which yeah. was quite odd I thought um, and I, I did think the Inception thing was fine to a point, but it got a, it, it got a bit heavy on that. It was like, let's do Inception up to 11. I really enjoyed that sequence, though. Like, it was just a ridiculous chase scene. Like, that's the stuff that did make it stand out. Like, the trippy bit with the uh, multiverse, the weird chase scene, that was... Those bits all made it stand out, and the resolution via not a giant battle with a face's army. That was yeah. nice, just beating someone with smarts for once, rather than a... You mean Groundhog Day Apocalypse? Yeah, that was clever. <laughs> It was wasn't nice. that interesting, but it was clever. Again, it just felt like a Doctor Who moment. Oh, definitely. Absolutely Doctor Who moment, yeah. 
Which isn't the worst thing in the world, like. Um, so a lot of uh, criticism from uh, Asians and people who don't like girls taking hmm. boys' roles. Uh, any comments on that, lads? I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, I think Tilda's great, and she was great in this. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah, she didn't even have to do much. She, I felt it, it was, it, 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 these things have been jazzed up in the comic books anyway, and mm. they've been changed over the years. I haven't really caught up on the on the new variations I'm a bit of an old school Gene Colan and Steve Ditko where it's at so yeah, mid the 70s what's interesting as well there's no mention that it was quite a, a lot of Satanism and that kind of running through the 70s uh, Doctor Strange and they managed to avoid that the psychedelics and that were still kept in there I thought but I was thinking there'd be a Mephisto appearance alright no Mephisto that was disappointing uh, they're saving him hopefully um, I mean, so there was one villain so. reference, and he didn't turn up. Uh, that, that I, I think there was uh, at least one villain. I was oh. came across some Easter eggs that were put online on YouTube. Check it out if you, everybody, thirteen Easter eggs. Yeah, enlighten us, come on, name the name. I can't remember. That. I oh. ne- can never remember <laughs> the names of these villains. Ent over three syllables, and I'm gone. You know, and uh, with a Z or a Y in it, I just can't remember it. But uh, what my point was yes. that it's strange has been changed so much. Changing the sex of uh, Tilda Swinton didn't the matter. Right? It added a bit more mystique to the whole thing as well. Because, in fact, Tilda Swinton being Tilda Swinton, don't forget, mm. this is the woman who was Orlando. If any, I don't know if anyone remembers yes. Orlando based on a Virginia Woolf book about a individual who changes sex from generation to generation and is immortal. It was a direct nod to that, though no one has actually said it. Tilda Swinton's quite a sexless character she's a very sexless character and she's just about what she is I think for me the most interesting aspect of it was fudging the line of good versus bad mm. I like that the, the, to, spoiler alert um, our old <laughs> one our ancient one should I say uh, dabbles in the more arcane arts in order to keep things in order and there's a question from her, one of her side pupils, Mordo, who was much more of a, vi- a villain from the start in the comic books back in the day. Uh, he doesn't like this playing with the order. So there's a, an the interesting kind law. of moral ambiguity about uh, breaking the rules to keep everything in place, which Strange does at the mm-hmm. end. That That's what kind of sets Mordo over the edge because he'd already felt betrayed by the Ancient One because he didn't know that she was sort of siphoning off energy from the dark dimension to keep herself immortal and he was he's very pure in that sense where once he felt like he was betrayed and then he saw Doctor Strange do it for himself when he used the Eye of Agamotto to change back time and change back the the events and, and save lives by doing that he's perverting the natural law of the way that things should be well, it's got to be one of the most more profound comments in a Marvel comic film in ages. I mean, it's basically kind of kicking fundamentalism and fundamentalist mm-hmm. ideas, and Mordo is the one who represents that. There's no, he's a rigid little bugger of uh, good versus bad and doesn't understand that there's a bit of grey out there, whereas, as you say, the ancient one Yeah, there is that. a grey area. You know, you have to make sacrifices <coughs> in order to, for the greater good, and that's, I think that's what the ancient one was doing. And um, she obviously saw herself as the strongest person and the only person that could protect sort of the realm if you know what I mean and um, then 
sort of the controversy came where Doctor Strange figured it out, you know, figured out the spells after he used the time stone in Eye of Agamotto, you know. I feel it, like again, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. No, no, like that's so fine. I, I think it's a good point. It's, like, it's, it's, it's strange it's arrogance what makes him the, the right person for the uh, to take over from the ancient one, as it were. But he it, actually, by the, the end of the movie, he hasn't officially taken over. He's only just become the master of the New York side. Yeah, well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, we know he's, he's on, a, he's on, on, he's on, on the, the way. Because there is no sort like, that's what they were saying, you know, oh, you know, the world is there for the taking as there's no sorcerer supreme. You know, but everyone knows that Doctor Strange becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. There was a ton of setup, though. I suppose a satisfying enough conclusion in terms of that part of the story. But it did, when I saw it initially, feel like okay, it's a really expensive TV episode. It's setting really? up so much. I can't don't forget this disease goes back to. It's setting up a lot more movies. It's setting up a, a whole different kind of genre to the Marvel universe, I think, as well. So that you've got Thanos coming. Is this the proper fa- first Phase Four movie? No, no, this is still Phase. We're still in Phase, phase three, three, but yeah. I think the next one is Phase Four, isn't it? Uh, no, because Thor is still part of Phase Three. Like the Infinity Wars will kick off. Yeah, because Civil War was the first Phase Three, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Phase Three like runs for two years. Six two years, more of these to go, yeah. probably. Yeah, so there's Guardians of the Galaxy two, which is part of the, Phase Three as well. A lot of oohs and ahs in the screening I went to yeah. when people saw the big A on the New York skyline. Yeah, like I think it's cool because it's the first time I've actually seen it in, in like, is it the first time? Cause they, they have it in. You can see it in Daredevil, can't you? I think it no, they took it out of Daredevil, but it's in Luke Cage. It wasn't, it oh, wasn't shown, but it, I think it's the yeah. way because the skyline hit mm. it because he's obviously in Hell's Kitchen and that's too. Uh, the Miles down the road. It's convinced I saw it in Daredevil. All right. So north, east. No, north, I west, thought east. it was mentioned as being in, in the Daredevil universe because. Oh, this is a universe, but they're I think all the Tower was in a shot at one point. I, anyway, I think it's because, matter. you know, he's you know, the way. Like, I've been to New York a couple of times. I'm trying to figure out my geography and my directions. <laughs> but uh, Hell's Kitchen is on the west side of Manhattan. Um, and that's where the Midtown skyline is, but the Avengers Tower is set above Grand Central Station, mm. and that is on the other side. So that's mm, on the other okay, side of Midtown. Okay. So all those skyscrapers where uh, Times Square would be would be uh, obstructing that. And I think that's okay. kind of what they're going for. But in Luke Cage, you can directly see it in like the first episode. I thought that was kind of cool. I think it's just the perspective of where it's being filmed is, mm. is showing you know where the tower is. So pyrotechnics of uh, Doctor Strange, you were all pretty happy with it. Yes and no. Like I think the effects were fine, but if you're gonna bring in magic, it was a bit bland. Like it was just... already brought in magic. That's no, the thing. But, like even Scarlet Witch's stuff was better than this because it was just everyone has a shield, everyone has a whip, and everyone has a weird sort of shadow dagger thing. But there was no like proper weird old school magic. There's See, like that's snakes the thing. Like or... it, it was all forbidden because of the ancient one, and now the fact is that, that the logic of it now. That well, I think because all those books have now been no one owns yeah, those yeah, books. Yeah. All that all those spells are now able to be for which you know, taken. Well, you know the way the Scarlet Witch she conjures magic just from her from her hands and her fingers, so she can create whatever she wants and do whatever she wants. But the sorcerers they're going off a code, so there's only a limited amount of magic and a limited amount of spells that they can actually use. And uh, I think now, because the ancient one, she had her books, and that was her private collection from the, the library. Uh, and Wong was like, you know, that's that's her private collection that no one touches that. And then obviously, Strange then takes the book, uses the Eye of Agamotto, which has the Time Stone, which is the Infinity Gem, in it. And then in that, realizes that he can turn back time. That's the stuff that mm. the ancient one wanted to avoid. 
And, and for all you would-be wizards and witches, the Book of Cagliostro does exist. Yeah, it does. But that's the thing. There, there's there's way there's more than one book. So mm. there's more more spells. It would have been nice to see one person just I don't know conjure a giant <coughs> snake or make someone fall into a giant fire pit or just something weird <laughs> and wacky instead of just everyone has knives and whips. Like, oh, well, they were like very very extravagant uh, laser swords at times, you know. With yeah, they were cool. Shields. I and, like that. At least it beat Harry Potter in terms of waving goddamn sticks at people <laughs> and pretending you're having a gunfight. I don't know how the guys like you know they must do a lot of wizard training in order to figure out how to do that with their hands because I was doing it after I got out of the cinema of last night and then <laughs> but I was doing it with my girlfriend and I was like is this does this look right and she's like no you look like an idiot <laughs> and I'm trying to like conjure like the eye of Agamotto and I'm trying I was like I forgot how it was and she's like would you stop embarrassing yourself <laughs> we're in public and I'm like I'm just right, right outside the cinema yeah. right outside the cinema waiting on a taxi you know? I, I, yeah. admire, I admire that spontaneity myself I now I'm, I'm just you I'm, give us all a bad name I'm, I'm one of those people I, I don't care what other people think <laughs> I have fun you know so even uh, the Hamir character do you know the one the old, they did a, a little gag where he thinks Hamir uh, is it Hamir Master Master Hamir I think and uh, he, Strange thinks that he's the the ancient one oh, the guy yes. with one arm yeah. or one hand <clears throat> should I say another little easter egg reference to a character who I think in, in the original comic was the father of Wong yeah, Master Hamir. So, uh, but back to the, this critique of, of use of Asians in it, <clears throat> I think that totally missed the point of what the hell the thing was about. I, I, At least Wong wasn't his butler in this. That was a nice change, yeah. I, I see, I read a lot about this because I, I didn't want to come off as uneducated on that subject. <laughs> um but in, at the end of the day, when you talk about it, there's, it's always a sensitive subject. And, mm. and going back to the actual director's comment is that it would, there was no way you were going to win with that character, mainly because you have to think about the box office market. You were going to, if you, like, um, the ancient one was originally from Tibet. So, and it was, it was an old man as well. So I don't really mind the the change in, in, in sex for the character. Because the ancient one isn't really a man or a woman. It's she's an ancient kind of I don't even know like asexual or something beyond like that. sexual like, yeah be, beyond yeah. sort of sexual comprehension or something like that even if you say that sounds really mm-hmm. weird uh, Orlando yeah but um <laughs> they were saying that because of the whole Tibet thing and the fact that China doesn't recognize Tibet that if they went and they did that they were gonna lose that entire market they were gonna infect they were gonna offend a billion people yeah they would have it's so dodgy <laughs> politically though what they did not a billion people it was it, it's dodgy but it had, like, you had to have the lesser of you know the lesser evil essentially well, it's not the lesser evil it's the capitalist uh, yeah the well, you see, it's, yeah, it's not about offending people it's about offending potential cinema goers mm. yeah and China <clears throat> we won't get into this in a big way but it's a huge market now and they think about that market from the oh, very yeah. start when they're doing these movies. Of course, because that's you know that's how Transformers still keeps getting made because I think mm, the I Chinese think, market lap it up like and the, yeah and the Chinese market saved that awful Warcraft movie as well from yeah. being a total God, disaster. Like, and they're talking about sequels for that as well. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, seen it. oh yeah yeah Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like that's gone that's finito. They're really, not, they're not making the third one. I didn't see the second Thank one. Though. God, <laughs> but the fact is, like a lot of people were saying that. The ancient one in the original comics. No, I I was never like a, I was never really big into Doctor Strange when I was. Let's like, all admit this now. We're not big Doctor Strange fans. I, I know. Where, no, I, I said I liked the early Ditko's and Collins, oh, okay. but then I kind of stopped mm-hmm. off. And I really liked the, the them for the artwork more than the stories. Yeah, but yeah. I have to say one thing that has me marked is Doctor Strange as a character in the Marvel Universe is probably one of the most tortured souls ever. 
He, Peter Parker doesn't have it half as hard as Doctor Strange does when it comes to the burden he has to deal with and the amount of women he's lost over the years. Okay, so hands down, Doctor Strange wins <coughs> that one. Yeah. But yeah, I love those early... Gene Colan did an awful lot for it, for it in the 70s. And as I said, he got into a lot of heavy magic stuff. Mm. I mean, don't forget, the 70s was big into Satanism and it was it was in the culture. I think I think Charlie Manson inadvertently had a big effect on that. Oh. Don't forget now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember the date. Strange was created in 1966, I think, wasn't it? I, well, I couldn't tell. So <laughs> just <laughs> for people who don't know, <clears throat> Ditko also created Spider-Man. And Stanley. there's an argument, did Stanley just jump in there or did he actually help? Uh, but Strange, funny enough, I was a bit surprised by the credits because Stanley gets a credit. And he's gone down and he's gone down and officially is saying that yeah, it was Ditko's idea. Mm. He helped evolve it, but it was Dit- it but came that's, that's fully from Ditko. You can always say that when you talk over ideas, you get like some sort of like you know the amount of like uh, executive producers on movies just because they had an input or because they put a few bucks into the film. It's my favorite new one is consulting producer. But that's the thing, like you know, Stanley, I think consulted on how they were going to create that character and what stories they were going to do. So essentially, when you think about it, he. He's yeah, but it's like the way Gene Roddenberry consulted on Star Trek, but no one listened to a word he said. <laughs> Nor the whole After Bob the Kane, first one. Bill Finger thing. But um, what what I was going to say was that with that sort of Chinese market, that the ancient one was originally very stereotypically racist. It was a Fu Manchu thing. Yeah, yeah it was very sort of like... But the opposite of Fu Manchu now, in fairness. Fu Manchu kind of wants to kill all the Occidentals. But what was that, what was that, um, what was that movie with the guy who... This is what, like, one of the whitewashing things was like the, the white actor played the Asian sort of landlord and he did the cross, like he did the eyes... And he used to shout from... Oh, the are, are you talking about Breakfast at Tiffany's? I think so, yes. Yeah. yes oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing that's interesting is like Marvel is rife with um, Fu Manchu stereotypes mm. in, the, in the 60s and the 70s. There's, uh, there's not just... Uh, what's the guy from Iron, Iron the Man? Mandarin. Again? They've yeah. got the Mandarin and you've got the Yellow Claw. and you've got, <coughs> this, They're kind of like a cue there. Because you, like, they're it, not hard to find. Mm. That, that, casual, that sense of casual racism was wasn't frowned upon as much as it is today, <laughs> no, you know. No. But, uh, but things change, and we all know now China's a lovely place, and they don't really want to kill all the white people. So, yeah, let's change <laughs> these things. That's why we have uh, Ben Kingsley doing the, doing the Mandarin instead. Until this winter, and I think she did an absolute fantastic job playing that role. As he, and don't forget, Mordo was Asian as well in the original. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mordo was also white. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like there's a lot of sort of progressiveness in comics everyone everyone complains in, in comics now because you know Thor is now a woman and, and, and the original Thor is now called Odin's son and he's lost his hand he doesn't use the hammer anymore and like there's a lot of sort of changes in in like role like a sexual role reversals and well, the, Marvel's gone crazy at the moment as well isn't it I mean there's so many it's like, it's, no I mean it's dealing with loads of different earths yeah, now like, you've got black spider-man white spider-man there's a lot of changes up Change. Uh, there's a lot of changes in it, and a lot of di- diverse action Spider taken. Woman. And Spider Woman, mm. you know, Miles Morales, Spider Man, Peter Parker, Spider Man. Um, there's actually a Spider Verse, so there's just different sort of races in Spider. Uh, like with that, I can't like, keep up. The, but there will always be someone who will be like, "Oh, you know, why did they have to make it a woman, or why did they have to make him black?" And you're like, "Just fucking get over it, man!" Like, yeah, like there's decades and decades of stories for the one that you like. So exactly, why can't there you be? Know? New, yeah. See, but everyone seems to forget mostly is that. There's still commerce involved in this. Mm-hmm. They want to sell comics to people. And I'm all for diversity. I'm, I, yeah, I'm all for diversity. See, I, never, I never look at it in terms of like diversity. I just 
like the idea of characters being changed and it doesn't matter if it, it, the color of their skin or their, or their sex like I agree I think mm-hmm. it's just if you put the right actor in the right role it it'll, and they gel and it, and it comes across on screen I think like everyone wants to say something you know everyone has to have their say in regards to like you know whitewashing in movies and this is like in in like months and months before the movie's even released and you know I'm one of those people where I tried to not have an opinion because I'm just excited in general. But then if I tell people I'm really excited, they're like, oh, how could you be excited for that? You know, they've they've put a, a white woman in an Asian man's role. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, I was like, you know, it's Tilda Swinton. And I was like, wait and see when the movie comes out. It's going to be great. Like, Generate some great pub brows, though. Usually, pub brows used to be about politics. No, it's <laughs> not. It's about comic books. <laughs> That's actually quite true, probably in a very sad kind of way. Yeah, that was yeah. a bottle smashed on the bar. I, I was at New York Comic Con and I went to an after party like um, on, a, on one Didn't you get to meet Stan Lee? I got to meet Stan Lee, yeah. Uh, uh, is he in, looking Fast. good, Nick? <laughs> he, he was kind of like... He was wheeled you know, out in oxygen I, I don't want to say anything bad about him because, you know, like I grew up like being like, oh, Stan Lee, you know, created, co-created Spider-Man. He's, he's Stan the man. Like, you know, he's a legend in the industry. And then when I got like... I'll, sort, I'll tell you the story of how I got to, to meet him, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I showed up uh, at Comic-Con. Like, I was there sort of half business, half work. No, no, way. Half work, half vacation. I was there with my girlfriend. We went to um, a meeting with the Diamond Comics distributor. That was a work thing. And then afterwards, we got our breakfast, and we went uh, on the shop floor, and the convention had just opened, and there was a big queue at the Marvel booth. And I was like, what the hell is this queue about? And uh, so I queue up, and I was like, you know, does anyone know what this is for? And they're like, oh, it's a signing. Uh, no one knows what it is. And next thing you know, people were like, it's Stan Lee. It's got to meet Stan Lee. There's 50 tickets. There's 50 tickets. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at least like 100 people behind in this mm. line. So we're queuing up, and I was like, all right, the line's going pretty quickly because you have to go, and you just put your hand in this bag at, at the Marvel table, and you'll pick out a card. It'll say winner or loser. So I, like, uh, we wait 20 minutes, and, and the more time it goes on, they're like, 15 tickets left, eight tickets left. And we're like five people in the line. He's like, two tickets left. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to happen. Like <laughs> Willy Wonka moment. It was crazy. <laughs> and then when it came to two tickets left, I was like, the other guy who went before me, um, he didn't win and there's two tickets left. There's still like a hundred people behind us. So there's me and there's my girlfriend, Alva. And we're like, right, come on now. There's two of us here. We have to win one. So she went first. Uh, she got the loser one. And I was like, right, it's up to me now. I got it and I, I got the winner. And I was, I lost my shit. Like I was jumping mm-hmm. around the shop floor like a madman. Like I flung my ticket away by accident. I had to like dive on it before someone <laughs> took it off me. But um, they were like, okay, you know, it's only you, and you can only get one thing signed. And I was like, can I not bring her? Can we not get any photos? And they're like, no, it's it's just comic book on the table. Get signed. You know, he's a very busy man. And I was like, all right, okay. I was like, right. All all his photo ops were sold out, and uh, so we went to his collectibles table trying to find something that we could get signed. Uh, and then they actually had a skateboard, and I, I, I collect like skateboard decks. I don't skate like, but I collect the skateboard decks. Like, depending on the artist, it was or, just a deck. Was it? But it, yeah, it's it's a it was a skateboard deck, and it was like one out of twenty five. But it was the very last one, and it was like glow in the dark. It was two hundred and fifty dollars, but it was it like if you buy that skate deck, you get it signed by Stanley, and you get a selfie with him. So we were looking at each other, being like, he sold out. This is his last New York Comic Con. This is one of his last ever conventions before he retires. We gotta buy this. So that's a generous word to use. So we're 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 looking at ourselves and we're like, he's probably gonna die soon, you know. Yeah. I was like, well, this is our only chance to probably meet him. And I was like, it's very morbid to think that, but I'm like, you know, the dude's just turned ninety three. Like, well, when they announced yeah, like, was the last I one, I love he's... the fact that he's still 
he's there. still mm. going. Like he loves the attention. By the way, though. But right. he's recorded like the next four cameos, doesn't he? The next, oh, yeah. that's the next five he's, years. He's or done, he's, he's, he's done he's all of them. He's, he's done out. Guardians of the Galaxy. He's done Thor. He's done um, whatever one's been. He's done his Logan one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I bought the skateboard, and they were like, "Come back at like six o'clock, and you know, you can get meet meet Stanley. Uh, you get a photograph, and you get a skateboard sign." And I was like, "Oh, okay, we'll come back." Um, I, 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 we were looking at each other and like, I can't believe we just spent $250 on a skate deck. But it was like $120 to get. Did you realize it was signed? It's worth well more. Oh, 100%. But I will never sell that thing. Like, no, but your grandchildren will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I'm long dead. But the thing is, you know, we, we bought it together, but to get to meet Stanley, it was $110, $120 each. So we were, they were like, the both of you can get in the photograph. And we're like, all right, this is actually a bit of a bargain then. <laughs> So we came back after the day on the con. We were all wrecked. We were going to an ice hockey game, so we were rushed down to meet him at the the photographing uh, area. And uh, I swear to God, when he brought us out behind the curtain, I thought it was like a wax model. <laughs> I just didn't think it was him until he moved because he didn't move until we put, like the guy the guy who brought us down. Put, he works on sunlight. Apparently. No, he he put the skate deck on his on his lap and then he just kind of looked up and he realized and he kind of like jolted himself awake or something. Jeez. Like I think he rests between photographs. It was so. so he's like the granddad in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What Possibly. did he say to you? But he was like, "Oh, you don't expect me to do any tricks on this." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, Stanley's talking to me." I was sweating profusely. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was so tired from because we'd been up since six a.m. that day and it was like seven at that time. I was just—I felt like I was going to burst into tears. I was like, "Oh, it's an honor to meet you, sir," and calling him sir. I was like, "I work at a comic book store because of you." And I, I was—it was just such a like I've never. It's your fault. <laughs> I was just like you know, it's it's an absolute pleasure. I kind of gathered myself before getting the photograph. You know, I brushed myself down, uh, but you weren't allowed to touch him. Uh, but he was talk- he was chatting away. <laughs> well, I I meet you guys dust. every couple of months. I resist touching you too but he, fair, no he, he has like an entire team like dedicated to making sure no one touches him like you can stand beside I him I understand yeah. hands on him and I, almost, I tried to like shake his hand I didn't know what I was doing I just put my hand out and they were like I saw a person from across the room being like you know crossing her neck she was like don't do that Yeah, and I was like oh shit okay um, <laughs> but like we were just like the reason why we did it we were like you know he's he's an old man I was like he's, an, he's a legend in this industry I was like this is our only opportunity and when we got to do it I was just like oh my god I was like I can't wait to see uh, Doctor Strange and he was like oh you're gonna like the, you're gonna like the cameo and I was like oh my god I was like can you tell me anything and he's like no <laughs> I was just freaked out I have to say it is uh, one of the more amusing Stanley cameos all right. we won't even spoil that one we'll I, leave it I well I want to talk about you. Okay, you spoil it. <laughs> I have to say, just that the podcast has been worth it just to hear about you meeting Stanley Thank now. You. I think it's been the highlight of the night so far. I'm, I'm such an embarrassing, self-deprecating person in those situations because I always oh, manage to make an idiot out of myself. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a 26-year-old guy and I'm like, in a, you know, I'm a senior position in my job. Like, I, I run a comic book store. I get to go and travel and run conventions and stuff like that. And then when I meet, like, one of my heroes, I turn into a, f- a five-year-old child blubbering, you know... <laughs> over him I'm just like oh, I love Spider-Man I just... but I met, I met him twice that day like I got this I, I met the, I went up in the queue and I got my Spider-Man sign I was like I'll see you in an hour <laughs> and he was just the guy who was like don't talk to him <laughs> but he has like he has this big like Samoan bodyguard and it's like that he's he's you, know, you don't want to go near him because he'll fuck you up has he got magic powers no he just has muscles that's magic powers to me pretty much yeah like physical muscle powers you know 
but I, I love telling people the story because they always just like it. They're like, you can't hold it together. Can I, when are we going to see a photo of this skate deck? Uh, I've got it. I got it. So I've got we're going to see a photo of the skate deck. You I guys can't you. see this because it's a podcast. But <laughs> I'll I can, see I if I can on get Twitter, st- probably. Steve Galvin to put up a picture. Yeah, like I'll send, I'll send a photo. Uh, definitely Steve. we have to, have to see this. And did he fill the whole skateboard with this signature? No, I'll tell you a funny thing. He signed it wrong the first time. He, he forgot his name? It, he signed it upside down. <laughs> and then I was That's like, allowed. I, no, I was like, you know, I was going to hang this up vertical. And they made him sign it again. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you did not. Oh, yeah, we made him sign it again. Uh, so I, my skateboard is you, like so if you signed. cut it evenly down the middle so, on the edge you'd have two standards. well if I broke the, if I broke the skateboard in half like I could probably sell the signature <laughs> <laughs> alright um, I also paid another $40 to get a certificate of authenticity so there is the photo uh, with the main signature oh so yeah my gadget. then there's the upside down uh, now I kind of see the, the, the reason behind the deck Richard it's a Stan Lee skateboard that yeah. makes even he, more he's sense. In, he's a, he's I, I thought you picked up some random skateboard. No, he, it, it's, it's from Stanley Collectibles. Like he has his own website. That's a nice signature he has. It's a, yeah, I got to I was reading. A, I was reading a kind of very bitchy interview with Jack Kirby talking mm-hmm. about Stanley, and it's oh. quite funny. But and I, I, I'm not going to get into that, who did what and all that crap. But he does say, does it, also I read then later was another thing, Stanley going to be, he loved putting his name on things. <laughs> Even though it weren't his books, it was library books all over some part of the world and they've got Stan Lee written all over them. Imagine, so if you can find that library, you <laughs> could have something in Here, Rich, have a look. It's beautiful. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I can it, was see. it was definitely worth the money. You're going to get a frame for that now. In order no, I, I'm, I've actually bought... It, there's a mount you can screw into your wall so you can hang the skate deck vertically. I just want to have it hanging on my wall. I think it would be really cool. We won't tell anyone where you live because I could see <laughs> fanboy well, burglars coming around. The, the funny thing is, like, I had this. I right, after the the convention ended, I had to carry the, the damn thing to Madison Square Garden, and then I went to an ice hockey game. I couldn't put it down. I had to hold it for the entire night. After the ice hockey game, I had. I we were invited to this after party, at, like the unof- the unofficial Marvel after party. It's where a bunch of people from the Marvel offices go and they they drink. It's called in a bar in New York called McHale's. And a lot of people who I know from Ireland, like artists like Declan Shalvey and a couple of guys like Kieran Marcantonio I work with, he does a podcast called The Irish Podcast. He's also a writer. And, um, so they were all going, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to meet with these guys. Stephen Mooney was there. He, he does Half Past Danger with IDW Comics. Um, I'm just I'm plugging all these guys That's right okay. now. That's okay, yeah, we're going. Um, but like, I went and I met them all, and we were at the table, and I was like carrying this deck, and they are like, is that a Stan Lee skateboard? And I was like, yeah. And they are like, is that signed? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, don't put that down. <laughs> just don't just carry that all night. And I was like, all right, but I really don't want to carry it. I want to drink beer. And then we'd been on our feet since 6 a.m., and we were in that bar until like maybe midnight. And then yeah. everyone was going strong. Like they all, all the artists and the writers and stuff, like they were all, you know, mingling and uh, networking and stuff with each other. And it must be a very stressful flight across the Atlantic back home. Knowing that like, was, it's just I actually I didn't, have to put it safe. On, I didn't have to put it underneath. I managed to take it on with me. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that was uh, they didn't charge me. And did it get signed on a good indelible marker? Now, yeah, like we we made sure it was dry. Like you know, if anything, <laughs> you tried like, to rub it off first, and then yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I actually put a piece of plastic around the signature, so if oh, it, smart, I had okay. it attached yeah. into my bag, so it wasn't rubbing off anything. So I had to really take care of it. I hope we are all enjoying this Doctor Strange podcast. <laughs> well, st- you know, okay, right. Let's get let's get off. Back no, to no, that's that. I'm actually that's chuffed. That was a Wonderful kind of break. That's the most interesting thing we've that's, talked about you know, so far. That's a. That's My only time I ever had a fanboy moment like that was uh, a million years ago when I met Will Eisner, who most people won't know, who's a mm-hmm. great comic book artist, yeah. and Frank an Miller and destroyed an adaptation of his very famous character called Spirit. Yeah. 
And uh, mine's a bit more modest. It was just a number one edition of a Sp- reprint Spirit's of the Spirit. Still got one as well. But he wrote from Will to Paul, so I'm happy. That's nice. cool. Nice. I really wanted to get on my Spider-Man 121 um, from Stanley to Scott, but <laughs> he just wrote his name on it because the guy had been signing since. You yeah, did but, well. You did. I well. Did, you know, I did. I did very well that day. Like I got a, a, an a, like an iconic death of Gwen Stacy. Comic book signed by Stanley, and I got a skate deck signed by Stanley. Original copy, uh, yeah. I, I I bought it for I think one hundred and seventy dollars. Okay, wow. Uh, I I that's it's the one I, I think it was one twenty two. I got actually not one twenty one. It's the one after Gwen Stacy dies, but it's she's dead on the cover, and Spider Man's holding her, and the Green mm. Goblin's flying overhead, and he's like Spider Man shouting at the Green Goblin, being like, "You killed the only woman I'm, I ever." Is it on top of the tram? Uh, on top of the um, the, the bridge. Yeah. So I know the picture here. I got, I'll, I'll post a photo of that as well. Uh, but yeah, the Doctor Strange is just all about Stanley. Not really. Uh, yeah, like it just, I did, I did very well. I, I even thinking about it, like it doesn't feel real. Well, that, no one's going to think you're doing any work when you go abroad now, so you should calm down on all this. <laughs> but that's that's a good thing. Like I just got back from a convention in London, and uh, everyone was asking me about it as well. And I was like, you know, I just love telling the story because everyone's like real jealous. And I was like, I haven't washed myself since. <laughs> Are you going to put the skateboard up on Forbidden Planet so people can have a look at it, or is it too risky? No. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. I think you're yeah, right. It's it's going to stay at home. Well, then, we have a little bit more chat about Doctor Strange before we leave our good podcast. We don't have to. People if no one else wants to. But no, well, I, I have to sure. put out a mention to Benedict Wong. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed him in the film. I thought his... Benedict Wong played Wong, by the way, everybody. You can't buy that Racist. kind of publicity. Well, I, I like that actor. I think he's really nice. I, I don't know much of his stuff. I saw him in the terrible Black Mirror episode. Very you didn't like the bees episode? Oh, that was great. Well, I liked it, but not for the reasons you were supposed to. Okay. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was delightful. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we won't talk about that. No. Uh, yeah, I think he, he was nice in that role. Um, he, he was more self-sustaining, I think. Yeah. In in the comic, like he was more like the butler. But he could fight, though. That's the thing. He just and he was also <laughs> half the size. Yeah, but he couldn't use magic. Um, but in this one, he can fight and he can use magic. Although he didn't get much action in the, the movie. The Wong character does have a bit of an evolution through the comics. So they say the original sixties version, he is the kind of manservant character, and that's yeah, it. But, but he's like I think that he's he, he's not the servant. He just serves Doctor Strange. I think that's it. He he protects him. He he's his loyal, trusted sort of. Yeah. He, he's his Alfred, but. You know, like in like nowadays, Alfred isn't really the butler to Batman. <laughs> Alfred has guns and Al- flies drones. Yeah, well, uh, yeah it, it, like in the movies yeah. and in the Telltale mm, yeah. series, he's there to look after Batman. Like his job is to watch him while he's out mm. being Batman. Uh, but I think that you know these sort of like, I'm using my fingers here. Manservant characters are now evolving as well with that whole change in diversity, that whole shift. What was the highlight of the film for you? Uh, I really enjoyed that chase sequence. Actually, no, the cape. The cape was the highlight. The cape I was... did not think the cape would be the breakout character and the best bit of comedy in the whole movie. That was very surprising. That's and very true. That was a that re- reminded me of um, Mickey Mouse and the Fantasia. broomstick in Fantasia. Mm, yeah, and that was a very funny uh, slapstick run going on. It does raise some questions, though. Is that cape sentient? Is locking it in a cage a violation of its human rights? Like, what's what's going on there? <laughs> it seemed it seemed to sort of didn't do anything while it was in that. Well, was it not part of the relic kind of uh, mythology was, they created that it has certain magic? Um, what's the name of it again? There was a name. Of it, uh, oh, the, the, cape the thing of, of the living tribunal. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And it shows you, yeah. Doctor Strange. 
Yeah, poor Mordo. I mean, he has to be one of the duller villains now to come along. I Wait, but Mordo wasn't the villain. Like, no, no, but he's being involved. We yeah, know. Come on. Did next... you guys stay to the very, very end? Oh, yeah, of course. So you saw what happens at the very end. But but back to Mags. I still think Mags was highly underused and not the best mo- of, of motivations or expl- explanations for himself in terms of what he wanted. He was underused, but I think that was the better one. I think that wasn't the better motivation. Well, it, it made sense though. Like well. he, he made sense that he wanted to stop death. Like, that was that made more sense than most of the last few villains did. I think like just five minutes. And he's pushing to see that's not a very good idea, you know. They they cut out his backstory, like where he, he had lost his wife mm. and child. I think it was like they cut that all out, so there was like that. You didn't they, need to. Was see that, that in the script or in, they, in the comic? I think it was in the script, but they took away that motivation for what he was doing. Like yeah. he was just a disposable bad guy at that yeah. point. Where yeah, but so much we were being told and not really feeling. Mm. I think that was one of the issues. And he wasn't, as you say, he he was a bad guy with a a point. You can stick a bit of emotion in there. I also know? enjoyed the fact that the, the world was saved and nobody knew about it. Yeah, that was nice. No like cities that. got leveled. No faced armies got involved. But, but you, on the note of effects, you know, when their big monster man turns up at the end, his name I can't remember. Dormammu. 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 Yep, that, what, what they said. Um, I wasn't phased oh, by that effect. It just it felt very... It reminded me of Lawnmower Man. It's shocking it to say. It looked a bit cheesy. It did. It was, uh, but I looked at it in 2D again there mm-hmm. on on Friday, and it's a, he's a, he's a sort of, it's a sort of a wave idea. The idea that he's a kind of that's not big, physical a wave form. of energy, yeah. Mm. And it's a pity. I don't know. It nearly worked, but it didn't. But in in that sort of in that dark um, dimension, there's no physical being. He is he is the dark dimension. If you know what I mean, he's created that physical face as something to yeah. interact with. He has a physical form in the comics. When he when he does come to the Earth realm, he's like a god sort of fire giant. Okay, um, but you know it's kind of funny. It's actually Benedict Cumberbatch who voices and did the the mocap for. Did story. he voice him? Yeah. I heard. I don't even mocap him. I heard he, he mocap him, but the voice. Oh yeah, a mysterious English they actor. I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah, when I when I saw his mysterious English actor, I was like, all right. But then the the director said it was him. Okay. <laughs> so I, yeah. I I did my research. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. So he has a crown of the only guy play a bad guy and a good guy, but in the same film. There was this whole sort same of scene. the conspiracy now is like because Doctor Strange manipulated. Tom Time. is Dormammu is Dormammu in Doctor future, Strange yeah. in the future has he become Dormammu and I was like alright I don't I don't I don't see it going it's, that far and becoming that com- yeah but that's kind of what happened in the pre-Secret Wars thing though because he became the head of the Black Priest but the Black Priest were attacking them before they knew yeah. who he was so that's kind of what happened there I think it would just it would fry a lot of people's brains it would but for that. I'd like that you know, it would be cool like obviously to be like but it would be mm. if if there's a quick solution to it where it's not like oh, this is the end of the universe and Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange is now Dormammu. Like, hmm. like well, he's got an awful lot of work ahead of him as Strange. If we're to believe what's happening with the next phase of the Marvel universe, he's going to be in the next well, horror movie. Am I right? In the yep. that and I think the Hulk is. Yeah. Pretty much solidly. Mark Ruffalo is in it. Uh, and and don't forget who formed the superhero team with Doctor Strange. Defenders, yeah, Tor and Namor. Yeah, well, he's he's also, he's also everyone part of forgets the, them. Do they own the rights to Namor though? I can't remember. No, that's uh, <coughs> oh, it's Namor gone. Universal, I think. Oh yeah, they got Fear it because of Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, that's an awful shame. 
Yeah. Well, you know, mm. depending on like. I but we'll have to see. I, I think Mar- Marvel are, are waiting to see how Aquaman kind of uh, turns out. <laughs> and then they'll decide whether kind of underwater fellows uh, are, are going to work. It's going to be brilliant. But I, I, I know. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Um, well, injustice. Based on the previous two films. <clears throat> I can't say brilliant for any of them. Like Wonder Woman, I'm looking forward to it. High hopes, but I'm well, we're going to be more humour in them now. <laughs> well, what was I going to say? I'd say, I'd, sorry, we're going off the Doctor Strange mm. thing again, but the new Wonder Woman trailer, rock on. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's a very good trailer. But actually, onto the humour though, Doctor Strange. Some of it was fine. Some of it was a bit dreadful. I really hated Wong's last joke bit. That was what? What do you got? Oh, the joke? You mean? Yeah, I hated it so much. But <laughs> what was also. The last joke? No, Strange is constantly trying to make Wong laugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, Finally. I, I, I laughed at that. I, I thought that was okay. Which I, didn't I didn't like it. When he's listening tough. to the Beyonce, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, that bit was yeah. cringy. No, I hated it. No, I I thought, it everyone said <laughs> was laughing at No, but I, that amount of cheese was, was required. Well, uh, the general humor was Sarky, though. I mean, that was... Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I was worried they were going to do a, another Tony Stark character, but he wasn't that bad. I was... think the, the most successful sequence was definitely when he, he's uh, having the out-of-body scrap. While he's been, that was good. and that was straight that from was one funny. of the comic yeah. books. Um, I can't remember the name of the. Reminded me of series, Casper, but, but yeah, there's a bit of that in there, right? But that was nice, and and I I thought the ancient ones, uh, good boy. I'm doing the inverted commas here. Mm. You can't see it. Uh, was quite nice and poignant. That was good, yeah. And uh, it did show her as a, as a, as flawed as anybody else, and the fact that she wasn't happy knowing that. This was an end point in terms of this realm and all I don't, that. I don't think it's the end for her. I can see her showing up in. Maybe oh, well, come movie. on, we know that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's room for her to show up in maybe Doctor Strange three if it goes that far. Obi Obi Wan, ancient one. Um, but there's a couple of Easter eggs that I wanted to kind of bring yes, to light. Yes, do. One was uh, at the start of the movie when he's in the car and he's driving to. Uh, oh that, yes, the and they talk about no, the, the roadie thing. Yeah. But that, like the thing, that's not roadie. It's not. It's yeah, not uh, that's right. That it's not. Doesn't he, match. Well, the time doesn't make sense anyway. No, he, they mentioned Stephen Strange and or remember, Winter Soldier. It doesn't. Make the director Iron. said it wasn't. So it's Iron Man Two. I don't think he was lying. Remember. Justin Hammer when he was making the knockoff Iron Man suits mm. and there was a video that Tony Stark pulled up in the courthouse and it's the guy and he's like turn to the right and he just turns to the right and he, the, the guy's spine gets torn in half kind of thing in the suit alright now that makes sense I think that was intended as to the war reference but yeah, you've but made more sense of it by a, a backtracking year, after he went to um, I haven't seen that one so long that's the, the guy who's trying out yeah, it's he, not he Sam the, Rockwell. It's someone working for Sam. Yeah, Rockwell. it was the guy. Yeah, the okay. And then he was like, "Turn to the right," and he goes, Rrr, and he hear him go, <laughs> and he's like, you can hear the kind of crack in there. Do you think that film's going to be looked back on within the, the the whole realm of these films as a better film than it was when it came out first? Because now, it, now it's stuck in with bits of stuff. Uh, I think it's just going to be a blip on the radar, but it's going to have a few mm. sort of two and three are a bit kind of eh. like one solid, but two and three are not the best. Like, yeah. I enjoy three and a half a lot. So what like what, what other Easter eggs are you going to mention? Uh, this is one like for people who read the comics. Um, was that when Doctor Strange in the the final act of the movie struck up that deal with Dormammu uh, to take away the Zealots, which was Mads Mikkelsen and the other two. I can't remember what they were called. Um, oh, uh, Zealot One and Zealot Two. Yeah, whatever. Like, disposable. <laughs> yeah. They were the guys, worst like, hanging around bad guys I've seen. Ages. Yeah. They looked like they were picked off a model catalog. You, you knock them down, you fight yeah. the main yeah. bad guy, and then when he gets tired, the other guys just kind of yeah. show up again. But do you remember when they're getting taken away and their physical form is stripped? Like, mm-hmm. Yes, that is Dormammu transferring them into what they call the mindless ones, who are in the oh, comics. They're yes. they're Dormammu's army. They're like sort of kind of thick 
brown creatures with like one red eye. They can, they're really strong, but they have no um, sort of they, they free have, will. They have no free will. They're controlled by Dormammu. So they actually he like he sends them out to do his bidding. So I think we'll see them in the Infinity War. Um, they're 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 incredible. Of course, they won't need minds. They'll just have a big no, CGI he, version he, of them I don't stomping think, around. I, I think they'll take away. But what did you think of the L'Oreal makeup when they went through the transformation? It was fine. Like it was stupid, but uh, he couldn't say anything. When you, you need to get cl- you need to get the close shots of it to understand the sensibility <laughs> of it. But when it was just far away, it looked like yeah, someone went mad with the airbrush. Yeah. But uh, I liked the fact that there was, there was a few little um, subtle things in there as well. The fact they use a, a what looked like a good old Catholic church to me for when they did the first ritual when they start breaking out doorways the fact they use a church was quite interesting uh, okay, I yeah. don't know if I see being a good old Catholic boy myself in the past that, that even, the, even the floors mm-hmm. had a certain specific kind of tiling that seemed to go into mm-hmm. Irish Catholic church anyway that seems that what they were modelling it on and that was definitely a, a big uh, Catholic window set knocking around the outside of that church so there was little subtle things going on there. Mm-hmm. The fact they use the space like that. Is that it, the, the, there was a lot of rules set down very quickly, and uh, like you said, the mirror world, you know, where you could be safe in doing it, and they could get the big payoff where they're running around in a mirror version of the world, but they are in danger in it. I thought that was that was some nice stuff. It's definitely one that was worth seeing a second time. I felt. Mm. I did get more now, but as I said, I, I, the screening I saw was very muddy. I don't know what it was a projectionist or what. I didn't have that vibrancy of the colours that the IMAX had. And rare thing for me to say, possibly 3D version is definitely worth going to see. It's been the first time in a long time that a 3D movie I'd say is, you, you could actually say, yeah, yeah. if, if you 3D, get, you'll, enjoy, you'll enjoy aspects of it in 3D. If you want to get the full effect, I think like, it's not it's not originally intent to, intended to be uh, an IMAX 3D movie, but if you really want to enjoy the colour palette for the movie, I think it's best to see it in IMAX 3D. Like I went to see it last night, and I can still just like that sort of him going through the dimensional multiverse. Like it just blew my mind away. Mm. I was actually like, my eyes were straining from seeing it, and I was like, oh, that's so good. I was holding on to my girlfriend's hand. I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Like, because I, I, I didn't go in with real high hopes. Like if I, like I was meant to go to the premiere, and I um I, I couldn't go. Like I, I was stuck from work. And uh, then again, I was like, you know, I really got to see this. I got, I got to, you know, talk about it on a podcast. So I, I felt like I forced. It's a great excuse to go and see it, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I forced myself to go see it, and then you taking know, a bullet for all you guys. But but then when I did see it, I was like, you know what? I was like, I really wish I would have saw that with a full house. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure it would have been something else. Was it a quiet cinema you went to see it? Uh, well, there's about fifty people. Mm-hmm. But like when you're in that big IMAX 3D in the Cineworld on Parnell Street, well, like the Savoy is always like that. Yeah, so I, I was again. It wasn't. I don't go with the audience anyway. I don't mind. I don't care loser. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sometimes it, it's nice to know to feel the energy off people. Mind you, I've never seen so many people stay in the cinema till the very end of the credits. It's everyone's really? now of all the, of any of the, the movies. Everybody's uh, trained now, you know. Well, the thing is, they had the little middle moment when we meet Tor and this mm. big glass of mead, and I'm wearing a beard you from know, some other movie. Um, I think that scene's actually pulled from the middle. Oh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I figured it was. Is it? Yep, right in the middle. Oh. So it's it's given away a huge plot point to the, the Thor I like movie. the exchange. Because Loki's in New York. What the fuck is going on there? When did that happen? When did Thor discover that Loki had taken Odin's place? Like, what the hell? Like, the Dark World was out four, three, four years ago now? It's three years. Three, three years, years yeah. 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 And, and, like, they're only getting to that storyline now. And I'm just like, what the hell? And now, like, they've essentially skipped over is that our next uh, Marvel movie uh, yes. yes so next one or is, is Guardians it, next Guardians is in 
July, August next year. I can't remember which, which one's first. Oh, if it's August, it won't even next. matter because yeah. Guardians will be self-contained again. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's going to make more nods though. Guardians? Yeah. Oh, it's going to end. In, it's going to end on Earth. It's going to finish on Earth and then. But happens at the timeline of Guardians Two is that it's set like months after Guardians One, which means it's actually in the past for the current Marvel movies because yeah. they're all kind of concurrent with the, the real release schedule. So but that's why that's how they're going to end up on Earth at the end of it because they're. But then they're they're already on Earth and by logic, surely. I like uh, well, David Norton. I think, Norton is I think in, the, in the mid credits to the, maybe the very very end mm. of Guardians of the Galaxy two, there will be at some point the, the mention of let's go to Earth because Thanos mm. is going there to get the the other stones. Was someone saying the, the, the post credit moment of Harold the Duck? Were we having this chat before where they were saying that, that came that wasn't in the cinema version of it? It was put in later on on the, for DVDs. That no, it's not it was in the cinema. cinema. Yeah. It wasn't cinema. Yeah, okay, no, I went to a press screen and I just don't think uh, I had tacked onto it. Yeah, they do that. So, so you're saying Thor's next, then we've got uh, I'm not sure, Guardians. Like, and I think uh, you're right. I think it's Thor next and yeah. Guardians. Well, Logan's first out of everything, but it's not in that's, that. You know, it's, not, it's not really... It yeah. looks good, though. But oh, it looks brilliant. <laughs> I don't, I've, I've, anyway, have any of you guys read the Logan comics? No. There's two of them. There's two sets. There was one from the 90s, and then there's a new one out that's only out this year, which is a kind of sequel to that, I think. Uh, Old Man Logan? Yeah. Yeah, well, Old Man Logan, I think, was like 2005, 2006, I think. It was um, Mark Miller and Steve McNiven did it. One of the best-selling comics of all And time. it's also nuts. Oh, it's it's sad. Like, I, like it, I well. mean, I think it's got... It, it's it's like old-school <laughs> mythology. There's yeah. creatures being eaten in and cutting out of bellies and all sorts of stuff. And and spider cars. Well, and I don't, like, I Mark don't Miller's are just strange. What is it with these guys? These these Scottish guys are all absolutely kind of <laughs> nuts when it comes to their comic uh, books, and then I'll, they go to mass at the weekend. I'll go. I'll go. To, I'll, go <laughs> I'll go for the synopsis of of Old Man Logan. Like it's not going to be the same as the movie, but like they're taking the premise. Old Man Logan is set, I believe, fifty years in the future from the the current X Men timeline. In the comics, now, it, the he, current X Men timeline, meaning the one at the end of Days of Future Past. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you. I think it's fifth. Like, I don't know. I just hang don't on, know. hang on, hang on. Comics or movie? In the comic. Oh no, right. sorry. The movie, yes. But it I is think in, the, in the movie, yes. it's going to be from Days of Future Past. Yeah, so it'll be like the. the it's meant to be a year after, apparently. Yeah. So in a, a year, Patrick Sherwin. Sure so, no, I mean, no, grew no, hair. I don't think that at all. Like, I got my hands on uh, Barry Windsor Smith's Weapon X. Which they're hinting at as being a next Laura Kinney X Men movie. You, do you know what it's? It's how Wolverine got his adamantium. Mm. Oh God, not again! And it's no, it's a bit, but no, it was a beautiful comic book, and it kind of was a yeah. big benchmark one at the time. But um, I can't see it being the where they go with the next X Men with the next one. In in Old Man Logan, Mysterio tricks Wolverine into thinking that there was a there was a, there was a break in, you know. That's what Mysterio, the, the, the Spider-Man character, tricks Wolverine into thinking that there's a break-in at the Xavier's mansion. So he takes out all the bad guys. When the dust settles, Mysterio reveals that he'd actually killed all the X-Men. So Logan like, vows to... Mysterio did that? Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's a dark fucking thing to do. So Logan, in like manic depression, like decides that he's going to try and kill himself. So he puts his head down on a railway track and then lets a train run over his head. But you can't kill him, so he he just suff- he, he said that he felt that for years, and he he was what, the a train the train headache? yeah he said it took him years to heal. Um, is this in the Mark Miller one? Though? This is in the Mark Miller one. Okay. You should go read it, man. 
It's, I've, it's I've fantastic. Been I, I did read the synopsis of it. Yeah, so he has a train headache. So he, he gets run over by a train. He heals <laughs> it. It shows up to like 50 years in the future. I believe 50 years anyway. Um, he hasn't popped his claws. He's living like a, a solitary life. He's got a family. And he's That's on a right. farm. But, but it turns out because... Of it's kind of a... It's basically a Western. Yeah, there was a domino effect of what he did because he'd pretty much taken out all the X-Men. Uh, so the villains took over the United States. And um, isn't isn't Hulk in this as well? Hulk, the Hulk part, but the Hulk, of the Hulk uh, is a bad guy in it. Yeah, but that's but that goes back to John Byrne when they had um, there's a time travel story where uh, Banner goes to the future and he fights himself, <laughs> and he's the nastiest piece of work yeah. of, of, a, of a villain. I think that's ever. when he just sub, uh, submits and, and he's killed all the Avengers over. at this stage yeah. as well. So all the Avengers are dead in, in Old Man Logan. A bar um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye who is okay. blind. <coughs> But it doesn't affect him because he's, you know, set heightened senses. So the Hulk's, the Hulk gang, which are like the Hulk's kids, like they're running right, yeah. that part of the United States. And, so and the suggestion is they're kind of hillbilly inbred. Yeah, that they, exactly. They're hillbillies. They're inbred. They're all banjo, you know, deliverance. <laughs> so Logan's obviously having trouble paying the rent and he has to figure out how to pay rent. Hawkeye shows up. The Hulk's like beat the shit out of him. Um, so Hawkeye's like, I've got a job, you know, I've got money, it'll pay your rent for whatever amount of months. And Logan's like, I don't have a choice, but I'm not, I'm not fighting, I'm not popping the claws, kind of thing. They go on this adventure. Um, you kind of go through the United States and all the all the sections of the United States were taken over by certain villains like the Kingpin, the Devil Dinosaur had been taken over by the Venom symbiote, and that was that was nuts. Like Black Bolt's in mm-hmm. it as well. Emma Frost is in it, like from the X. She was one of the surviving X Men. Um, I'm one of the boldest yeah one of my favorites um, Red Skull uh, is in the White House he's the president he's wearing Captain America's coil uh, I don't want to go into too probably many probably writing this down Richard I don't oh, want to I, know I, don't, I don't want to go into too I, much I know, detail we, we've you know. really gone off the Doctor Strange topic oh there's not like you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm just not. I feel like it's indicative of just how kind of the movie is fine and it's enjoyable, but also. But there's so yeah. many other things out there. Well, no, it's just like there's nothing that new about it. It's just Iron Man one template again. Okay, well let's give the let's go around the table an honest final opinion on it. I said we all love it, but we love it for the reasons that go beyond <laughs> critique. Richard, your final verdict on I think Strange? It's perfectly enjoyable and sort of disposable, but good cast, weird score. Yeah, <laughs> it's enjoyable. I tend to agree. If it weren't for this conversation, I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have as much invested in it. Uh, I did. I did. I love Cumberbatch or Cumberbitch, Cucumberbitch. That's when you nickname for you. Did Mr. you find that he was just playing Sherlock again? I thought he was. Uh, with an American accent, same exact characterization. Uh, it was no. It was, it was funny. I was thinking about that today. Now mm. there's a variance in it. His sarcasm is much more on the money. Uh, uh, yeah, the joke, and yeah. he can be hurt. Whereas Sherlock doesn't seem to be hurt the same way. I did enjoy it. There was a sense of kind of, it kind of drifted away quickly afterwards other than having to think about it for this. <laughs> and I'd like to see it. The only big variance was the saving the world and nobody knew about it. But you did like it was setting up. But there, I don't know, part of me is kind of getting tired of going to see things that are just setting up stuff all the time. You know, I want to see some conclusions that are kind of juicy and right there's a nice full stop oh, that's the problem like, it feels like since maybe the first Avengers movie onwards it's just been set up for Infinity War which is going to be what seven years between the two of those things well, once that's done maybe then we'll get original storylines but until that's come out it's just all going to be set up really until then but that said the persona of Strange is fantastic did a good job uh, I'd like to have seen a lot more in the New York setting and, and his mm. new world to be quite honest yeah. that would have been great uh, and 
for all you people that care, go and check out 1979's first attempt at Doctor oh, Strange. Jesus. Which, and go read Stanley talking about how brilliant it is <laughs> and how it's going to be a real great marker for Marvel. <laughs> but Scott, obviously you liked it a lot more and you got a lot more invested in it. Well, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was, um, you know, everyone's bored of origin stories, but I think this was a, an origin story worth telling because I think Benedict Cumberbatch did a great story into introducing that character that people like me probably would have turned their nose up at you know i'm i'm not really i was needed you could i don't think you would have gotten you, away you, with you it you couldn't you couldn't have done what you did with spider-man you couldn't have done mm. what you did with black panther you needed to have an origin story for dr strange you need to educate people on who he is hey we're not he out of the woods yet black Panther's yeah. gonna have an origin story oh, it, it, well it's not an origin story it's a continuation uh, with flash flashbacks <laughs> oh yeah black panther's out <laughs> next year as well like, that's that, what that's i was oh, that's, yeah, yeah jesus right. Oh, I knew Spider-Man's that. Like, Spider Man's out like next year as well. It's actually going to be. That's the next one. Spider Man's next, I think. Spider Man is, I think, May. Yeah, that's where so the next the, one is. Yeah, so it's going to be an even busier year this year, then, is it? Hey. 20, I mean, that's it. We're finished now for the year, guys. Yeah, I don't it, think like there's anything else now. But what are we um, going to talk about next? Assassin's Creed? <laughs> Assassin's Creed, maybe. <laughs> I kinda that's wanna, a no from Paul. <laughs> I'd like to talk about Passengers when that's out. Which one's Passengers? That's that's the one Chris Pratt and Jennifer Chris Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. That looks okay. I think it's. Is it another comic book? <laughs> no, it's a space one. No. Oh yes, I know it. Yeah, he wakes um, up and she wakes up too early, and I don't know. They, solar flares. They can't happen. get back to their cryo sleep, so they just gotta. Arrival looks good. Passengers Arrival are fine. Like, yeah, I, I want to. Scarlett Johansson, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. No, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you see, if I've been walking out of cryo and it was Scarlett Johansson, I don't think I'll be going back to cryo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but if I wake up and it's Jennifer Lawrence, I think I'll go back to cryo. But Lawrence. she's quirky and relatable. Why wouldn't you want to hang out with her for eternity? Just on another note, uh, the Ghost in the Shell trailer is dropping this weekend. Oh, yeah, I'll be curious to see so that. I'm curious to see people's mm. opinions on Scarlett Johansson mm. playing an Asian character. Um, can we I? Can, can we? Before we leave, then you've got to run soon. Uh, can we to, talk uh, briefly gig, yeah. about what you guys think of the Marvel world and digital and telly and how it's tying in? Because I'd always thought initially that the, the you've got an interesting little universe of its own with Daredevil, Jones, and mm-hmm. Luke Cage. Well, Defenders is out next but year. The, but they're still keeping it within the realm, as you say, of we know that the other world of the Avengers exists well, outside of it. Originally, I think they were supposed to connect, but then the whole split happened with Perlmutter and Joss Whedon, and now it's separate divisions. But I think the popularity of Daredevil has made them question it, so they'll probably show up in Infinity War in some capacity. There's definitely talk, I think, of Luke Cage showing up, and probably Daredevil. They'll show up at street level. Like, there, there's going to be different yeah, levels to the heroes. It's like a really yeah. brief shot, though, is all they can really do. Yeah, like, Daredevil will be, like, fighting whoever's on the ground, yeah. like, whatever minions are you guys impressed? I haven't seen any of these properly, the what, Netflix no? ones. No, I, I, I've only Watch got, Jessica but, Jones. It's a long story. No, you've got, you got to start from the very beginning. you got to get Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil and get no, they're all good. <laughs> they're all good. But Jessica Jones probably the most original one. Luke Cage is fun. Luke, Luke Cage Weird. was good. It was a, there was a different tone to that. Like it's Very 70s. Yeah, it's like, which I like. Oh no, like it's enjoyably seventies, but just, it just feels like why bother setting it in the modern era? Does Iron so Fist 70s. turn up? He's the next one out. Who? Oh, they're doing Iron Fist. Iron yeah, Fist, yeah, yeah he's next, next year. Iron Fist first, then the Defenders. Okay. And they've teased doing the whole Heroes Fire thing next yeah. year after. And that, they've already so. filmed the Defenders, so it's all just a matter mm. of getting it ready for next year. April is Iron Fist as far as more. Yes, that's um, right. So yeah, loads happening, but I think these guys like the fact that it's a connected universe. When Infinity War comes around, I don't think they're all going to be teaming up and going, you know, as a, a battle line kind of thing. I think there will be levels to the heroes and what their their contribution to the Infinity War is. I think the the Defenders and the Netflix show 
What about Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, well, fucking... I don't know, I mean, like, the, the Civil War... When you, when you compare the Civil War in the movie to the comic, mm-hmm. I think the Infinity War and the comic versus the film is going to have a similar impression on us. I, I, the Infinity got in the comic, though, is weird. Like, it, it's kind of one fight scene, and then there's lots of talking for, like, five issues. I'll have to catch up on it so I can that's talk like, more about it when we finally get to it. Like that's from like the, the 80s or something, isn't it? That's 1990. I, mean, it was I, was, I was busy then. I didn't mm. have any money for comics. I was just too busy being born <laughs> when that Likewise. came out, you know. <laughs> well, will we wrap it up, guys? And uh, thank you to anyone who's listening to us. Please do listen to us some more in the future. I we say they're all long so much, gone but by now. I think it was worded for uh, Scott Stanley's story alone. Um, yeah, past. include that in the in the the headline. You know? <laughs> well, no, we want a picture of uh, that skateboard to I'll put on uh, the podcast. Thank you, guys, and uh, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.